0: From the Stereo Sound Records Studios, your home for the best in unsigned and indie punk, rock, and metal. This is The Mosh Pit with your host, Wes Everett.
1: Get those nerds
2: one up.
3: To the MyS Pit it's your host, Wes Everett. I'm here with Ricky and Zach. What's up? What's
4: up? I dropped the bass for this one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you did. <laughs> <laughs> so how are you guys doing? I'm doing pretty good, man. Just uh actually, we were just at Dragon Con yep. yesterday. Yeah, still tired. Still tired, <laughs> man. We got in there early in the morning and didn't I didn't get home until about one o'clock yeah. last night, I think. Yeah, about one
3: for me as well. Yeah. Oh, wow. Good
4: show though. Good Yeah. Turnout. Yeah, for. yeah, yeah. Well we we most most of the time that I go it's uh for pleasure. Yeah. But uh this time we kinda had a mission. We we're taking our game there to see if people would wanna play it and give us some feedback on it. And uh yeah, we had we had a turnout, man. We were super busy. There's sometimes that I started feeling a little bit of anxiety because there were so many people standing around. I'm like, do I need to talk to everybody right now? I don't know.
5: <laughs> yeah, morning it didn't go too well. I was kind of worried. It was about 11, 11.30. We were just kind of packing up for lunch. Mm-hmm. Uh, we came back after about 12.30 or whatever.
4: Mm-hmm.
5: And from 1 o'clock till pretty much midnight, it was just constant flow of people. Wow. So
4: I was worried at first, man, before we went to lunch. I, I was like, nobody's showing up. And then we went to lunch, we're eating some greasy pizza, and I'm like, dude, we're going to have to come up with something. Something's happening here. I don't know if we need to, like, sit in a different place or what we need to do, but I don't think people are taken to it. But, Leah, like Zach said, we came back from lunch, and then one person showed up, and then after that, it was a steady stream, and we we're having to hold our pee in the whole time. Yep.
5: And that greasy pizza. And that greasy <laughs> pizza. Bed. We
4: we knew that was going to turn to a slip and slide later. <laughs>
3: So let's talk about the board game. Yeah, let's talk about it.
4: I want to know more about it. What you guys, how long have you been working on it first off? All right, so it's a weird answer because I've sort of dabbled in board games and card game making for a long time. And every time it was like really complicated and a lot of cards and moves and this and that. But my wife was telling me, you know, you really need to simplify it down to just Poor mechanics and make it just fun that people can just focus on strategy sort of stuff so I started working on that and uh, my buddy Zach you know we uh, actually worked together so I called him into my office one day I'm like hey man we uh you want to try playing this game I started working on and it was just pieces of paper I'd printed out blocks on from Excel that I had just colored and we had some dice and some pieces scraps of paper and we just started playing. Now, it was really complicated. This is probably, what, about two years ago that we kind of started playing a version of this game? Yeah,
5: I'd say the first iteration of the game was probably November of 2019? Yeah, something like that, yeah. So it's actually almost going on three years.
4: Sheesh, man, yeah. We were just playing variations of it, and it was even still pretty complicated then. It was like, what, 80-something game pieces required for it or something. It Yeah. Was, wow. It was too much, but... uh Over the years, just kind of off and on, we would play it after work or during lunch. And, um, you know, I, I guess we, I was, my wife's like, you just need to just print up pieces, make a game board, actually do something with it. Yeah. So I started designing some pieces on Tinkercad, printing them out on a 3d printer, started trying to get some board games printed up with a map on it. And, uh. We, we kept playing it and making changes to rules and writing things on the dry erase board, just trying to do the math and stuff. And then I would say in a semi-prototype state, we probably had that for, what, three, four, five months now, something like that. So that's pretty pretty recent since we've had a semi-prototype here. But starting out three years ago now, gosh, man, that's crazy. Yeah, it is. Dude, that's so cool. So
3: you've got it compiled down to less than 80 pieces?
4: Yeah, right now the game piece, 24 pieces, yeah. yeah. Now would you,
3: future, future idea, mm-hmm. would you ever release like a deluxe edition and include all those other pieces that you well, took out? Well,
4: I don't think so, because those other pieces, the way the game is, and the it's a war, war game, mm-hmm. and the pieces represent units in an army. Used yeah. to be that, as you played, you upgraded your army from, like, a level 1 to a level 2 and a level 3, and they were stacking pieces. So kind of like Risk? Yeah, similar to that, okay. yeah. But at this point, the game is it's simplified down to where each player has six pieces, and they're just set like you got a level 1 piece, a level 2, a level 3. So okay. the additional pieces wouldn't really work at this point just because, you know, they aren't, like, an additive thing anymore.
5: Right, you would have originally had, like, six of those pieces stacked on top of one another to make the one level six oh, okay. yeah now it's just a unique
3: figure right level six okay yeah well that's cool mm-hmm. definitely cool
4: yeah
1: renegade angel dawn of justice.
3: listening to The Mosh Pit with your host, Wes Everett, right here on Insane Realm Radio. So, you know, as you see, I've got a good collection here. I see it. I do see it. I I am a board gamer, always have been, but I've always been that, you know, that outcast kid that didn't have anybody to play with, so
4: I just (laughs) made up my own rules, played against myself. (laughs) Solo play, man. I hear you. Yeah, well, I mean, oddly enough, I don't play a whole lot of board games. I have some at the house, and we break them out every once in a while. I'd say, my the biggest thing that I've done in any sort of board gaming is I grew up playing a lot of chess mm-hmm. over the years, and I would even say that's probably what influenced this game the most. Just because I like the idea of simple rules with a lot of strategy. What what was the uh, easy to learn, lifetime to master? Yeah, was easy, kind easy of to the,
5: lear, easy to learn, hard to master. Yeah, something
4: like that. Yeah, I mean that was sort of the idea we wanted to work with, and that's. I kind of got a lot of that from chess, but Risk. I see you got Risk over there. That's always been one of my favorites growing up too. So I'd say that probably definitely influenced that war game uh, idea more than anything. Yeah, Uh, one of my one of
3: my best pieces is actually not over there. It's under there. A guy was selling Risk Onyx edition. Mm. He was selling it for twenty bucks. Okay, and I was like, Yep, where you want to meet? Yep, yep. (laughs) What's
5: the difference between Onyx and a regular version? About this much. <laughs> 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 onyx is
3: huge. Okay. It, it was actual, like, wood pieces. Oh, wow. It was only missing one piece yeah. out of this thing being that old. Okay. So I'm kind of a tinkerer in my own way. I went and got a dowel, spray-painted the color I needed, cut right. it down,
4: sanded. Look. It's right there. It's almost like a full-on tabletop war game at that point. Basically. I'll break it out when we... You uh, should, man. I'd be interested to see it, actually. That'd be neat.
3: It's pretty cool. Um,
4: Pieces are bigger as well, probably. Yeah, the table's a lot bigger. It comes
3: in two pieces. It doesn't fold. It actually clicks together. Oh, dang, man. Yeah, yeah. Okay. That's fancy. I gotta have my fancy games. (laughs) I'm telling you, man. (laughs) Yeah, like I said, I've been a collector of board games for a while. I've even got some that I don't even know how to play. They're so freaking complicated.
4: (laughs) You know, but the box art was cool. You know, that's a, <laughs> I, there are a lot of really good games out there, and that was one thing. I actually went to a gaming convention uh, a few months ago and uh, just uh, try to get an idea what sort of games are there, if people are even bringing their demo. Side note, Zach and I have no idea what we're doing when it comes to this stuff. We know we made a game that we think people will like.
5: It seems to get... A lot of positive reviews. Yeah. Not even just, you know, family and friends. They're always just like, I mean, that's how you, oh, wow, your singing's great and everything, and then you go on a show and you get trashed. But, like, (laughs) even people that we have, they have no stake in anything, they they don't know us at all, they seem to enjoy it. Yeah,
4: they do seem to enjoy it. We get a lot of positive feedback, some criticisms here and there. And I'll say it's funny because when we play test it with other people, like, like Zach said, we've been messing around with this game for three years. And to this day, we will play test it with people, and they will tell us something or give us feedback, and it will be something we never thought of. I was like, we could have been playing this thing for 10 years and never thought of this idea or this change that somebody had. But you also get, like, a lot of... Like, I got various iterations of the board, and uh, I took two of the main ones to Dragon Con to see how people felt about it, you know, and try to get that sort of feedback. But, yeah, I mean, I would say overall... People seem to be pretty positive about it, mm-hmm. you know. But, you know, other than that, we, we don't know what we're doing. We're just going to places, seeing seeing what sticks, see if somebody likes it, see if anybody wants to play it. <laughs> that's <laughs> it, man. I don't even know what to do after that. Yeah, Dude, that's awesome, though. I mean, I, I think it's so cool
3: that you guys just, you know, decided to do this. You're doing it. I mean, I see the bag. Yeah.
4: Yeah, the, just... yeah that's, <laughs> that bag – I think that came from a, um, like a loot crate for Elder Scrolls. I'm a I'm a video gamer. I love like RPG, MMO video games. Zach does a lot of video games, yes. oh, yeah. so that I, I came with it. But I'm, I like you know, I think that was a pretty good way to carry the game around. I don't have a box for it yet. I'm actually in a little bit of a, I'm quandary as to what I want to do box wise.
5: Yeah, that is one of our things. So maybe you can give us some advice on it. Yeah. We got two different iterations of the map. He's got one rolled up, one folded. Just don't know how it works.
4: I yeah, I actually had a friend at work tell me uh, when we were playing it. She said uh, she once played this game. I think it was like a pirate game of some sort. She was telling me, and she said it was map-like, but they had it printed on a canvas, so it felt like you're playing like on a real like parchment kind of map. Mm-hmm. That's cool. And so I said, well, that's a really good idea. So I ended up. Having our company print me up uh, a couple versions of it on canvas to play as well. But Mm -hmm. the problem being that you got to roll it up. So now, what, i got this two-foot-long skinny box. (laughs) Is that something, you know, board gamers are going to want to keep on their shelf? I mean, mean, look at your shelf over here. I mean, those boxes, they kind of stack, and they're nice. And I'm like, well, maybe I need to fold this canvas into pieces. But then does it create a fold in a memory? I don't know. It could.
3: I actually do have one called Dread Pirate. Okay. That it's the bookshelf edition. Okay. And it opens like a book, and the map is cloth, and it folds oh, nice. into itself. I'll show you that one too. Oh, yeah. Let's <laughs> check it out. Yeah. Um, but that's a good thing. Now, here's one thing that, that I can't stand. As you notice, I have some over here on my board game table. Yeah. And I'll have a lot of them laying flat. Yeah. Because when you stand them up, all the pieces fall out. Uh, don't do that.
4: Right. Right. Have little baggies and little places that everything sits. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the, and that's the thing. I don't... I don't know. I mean, we'll roll out the map for you to play. We'll also also yeah. got like just your standard kind of game cardboard folding game board to play yeah. on as well. And actually, I ended up bringing all the printed versions that we have.
5: Oh, you brought everything. I brought
4: all the printed. Now I was somebody was asking me uh, how many iterations of the the board game and map had I made and I think the parchment one its name is parchment number 16 that's not the 16th iteration that is the 16th iteration of the parchment <laughs> art version I probably have 60 80 versions that I have messed around with oh, wow. you know to try to create a map but yeah so I brought all the ones that I liked enough to actually send off for printing I did bring those just to see even the old the old one that we had marked up with Sharpie because we're like, this path sucks. Yeah, yeah. Or it's unbalanced. <laughs> yeah, or unbalanced and yeah. stuff. And it's all pixelated, the art's all pixelated because I didn't <laughs> buy the pro edition of the program yet. And I'm like, well, I don't know if I want to buy a pro edition till I'm sure I want this is what I want. So it's all pixelated and everything. Yeah,
3: yeah exactly. Exactly.
4: So
3: our other girl just walked in. Hello.
4: We're being robbed. Everybody.
3: <laughs> Run away. Um well, see, in mentioning that, um, totally lost my train of thought when you walked in. Talking about the map. Oh, Plunder. Plunder is another mm-hmm. one that we just picked up. Okay. And it's double sided. Okay. You can set it out in like six different squares. Yeah. And you can turn them over so you never play the same game twice and they All also right, fit right, right. in different places.
4: Nice. Hey, how's Hello? it going? Hello.
3: So, like I was saying about the board game, that could be an idea. Yeah. Uh, front and back, front and back. That way, no two adventures ever the right. same.
4: You know, oddly enough, that you mentioned that yesterday, mm-hmm. we had a couple of people mention to us printing on front and back, and that's one of those things. Zach and I have always looked at each other when we hear these things, and we're like, we are such idiots that we've never thought of this. But yeah, we we thought it was a great idea doing a front and back. In fact, somebody had an idea about a third because the three the three piece people version because you can play the game two to four people Mm -hmm. but when you do three people there is a slight disadvantage to being the person in the middle
1: yeah
4: and uh but somebody's like well you know do something on the back that is uh a special board just for three people and that way it's a little more balanced and even and we're like we're idiots man why 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 have we not thought of it i mostly blame zach for not thinking about this stuff it
5: was like as soon as she said that i was like oh my god that's so smart, like, but yet so simple. How do we not even think of that?
4: Yeah.
6: So. Scarlet Rain, Moirai.
2: The darker half.
3: That's cool. That's cool. Is it more balanced with four than it it is is two? Two uh, two and four are about the same. It's
5: because the path is uh, very square. Mm -hmm. Okay.
4: So it's like corners of the board. Everybody has their own corner. Yeah. Yeah. So two players, they sit across from each other. It's pretty balanced. Four people, of course, it's balanced because you're all four corners. But the three people, there'll be two people across from each other. But there's one person that's kind of in between. And typically your greatest enemies are the ones on the sides of you because the person directly in front of you, your pieces have to travel much further to get right. to their area yep. to win. But uh, you know, the people next to you, so instantly when the game starts, those people on either side of you, they're just like pushing their pieces in instantly. So you automatically have to go on the defense yep. right away. So you're kind of at that disadvantage, which I normally take the center because I'm like, well, you know, I'm the guy that made this game, and I'll I'll take the hits and stuff. And then yesterday's, I like, I want to be center. I want to try it out. What do you think?
5: Uh, it, it's rough. Yeah, I, it's rough. I don't think – the middle has definitely never won, but I'm pretty sure in three-player the middle has always been the person that's lost because it's one of those games where – there can't be multiple winners. Mm. It, it's almost like you know, if you're a WWE fan with like a triple threat match, right? You can only have one winner, so everybody else loses. Kind mm. of situation. So. Could you
3: incorporate an elimination style into that? Somebody mm. was talking about that mm-hmm. as well.
4: We uh, had we had thought about that a while back, early on with the game. The biggest problem being that we thought it would take a long time to do that. Yeah. And then at the same time,
3: what's the eliminated person do after they're out? Exactly.
4: What do their pieces do too? Because their pieces are sitting there in the board, are they going to be in the way? Do they get taken off? Does somebody acquire their army and start playing? We really weren't sure mm-hmm. the mechanics of that. We found that the game just ends up because the game. I think the the quickest we've ever played is about ten minutes, but yeah. I want to say like four people games probably go on the longest, and that's topped out tops out about forty minutes. I think now yeah. the way it is. So I think so. Yeah, so we like a little bit of a shorter game. But the, the elimination one, we've tried it in the past, and it just we're talking like hours where it's like, well, take a picture of the board and we'll come back and try it again tomorrow and set it back up.
5: Or oh, you have it set off to the side somewhere yeah. for yeah. a day or two.
4: Yeah, there's a, but here's the thing. The kinks aren't worked out. The rules are constantly changing. We were actually yesterday, Zach and I were discussing when people weren't around some particulars of a very specific situation and how we, the rules would handle. Oh, yeah. And we had some different opinions on that. So we're con- we're we're constantly trying to fix it and smooth it out. Yeah. And as you play it, you run across situations where it's like, well, this isn't, this isn't going to occur very often, but technically it can. We need to have an answer for this.
5: I mean, it, like you were saying with the specific rule was, you know, we've been playing this for nearly three years and – Yesterday was the first time that situation had come up in a game. So, and I'm sure there's other instances like that that mm-hmm. we'll, we still haven't run across that we need to find you know, that that bug in the system.
4: Yeah, it was it was a little awkward because when, that, when the guy was like, "So what do I do here?" and Zach and I immediately <laughs> looked at each other because that morning when when nobody was showing up to play with us and we were kind of talking about it, I think. I think you were getting a little salty with me because you're like, well, fine, just do the rule the way you want it. And I'm like, no, I no let's talk we're, about we're good. it. I won, so that's all Okay, right. whatever <laughs> with that. We're best friends. We give each other crap all the time. but um, No, so that guy's like, what do I do here? We just, like, look at each other. We're like, well, so um, this is kind of what we're thinking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
5: hadn't, hadn't happened for years, and then it happened twice in a three-hour span. Yeah.
3: So. Um, I hate to I hate to keep going back to risk, but that's yeah kind of the area. Is there an option of like maybe like that ghost team? You know how risk you can't really play with two people, right? You got to have that third neutral army. Yeah, could there be like a fourth neutral?
4: I, possibly. Does, I know I've that never...
3: puts somebody else controlling that yeah. neutral, but right.
5: I've never played Risk with a, a ghost army. Is that a... That's a... It's,
3: yeah, it's a neutral army. Like, if me and you played, yeah, it'd be just one-on-one. But right. you'd have that neutral team where it's like, okay, well, they're just going to kind of move around. And both of us would move right. for them, like, alternate yeah. turns.
4: I gotcha. Okay. It's a possibility. It is. I, see, the thing is, I take a notebook with me and I actually write down everything people suggest and make ideas on. Mm-hmm. Then Zach and I usually later on go and play test these ideas and we're like you know this works or this doesn't work for whatever reason right so just i can't tell you but it sounds like it's worth us trying to see and work out that mechanic
5: oh we try i mean any recommendation or any suggestion people give us we it you know we test it out at least once yeah and there's been some stuff that people have given us that are now currently part of the main rules yeah so
3: cool cool well, let me know if that works. Yeah, <laughs> test it here. We're about to play. So yeah, we'll we'll play um, it here. Yeah. yeah, we could. I mean, there's three of us. Yeah,
4: when yeah. you when you start playing, you know, I mean, that's the thing is, I mean, we're pretty adept now at taking feedback from people. So any yeah. any sort of criticisms okay. that you got or ideas, the things you like, I mean, so I know I don't need to change that, and then the things you don't like, or if you got suggestions, you know, mm-hmm. like I say, I write them down. We try them out all the time. We don't usually try them out like that time we're playing with people because it's. We found it's a little easier when we teach somebody the rules. We yeah. just played those rules with them that time. But right. after we go back in that week, play test the ideas and stuff, and then we're like, okay, next time we're at a game shop or something, we'll try to implement this new rule if somebody new comes along. Yeah, so
3: That's cool. Yeah, that's um, I watch a lot of board game channels too, and that was one of the rules that they talk about where they say, you know, you've got this brand new game and you mm-hmm. want to break it out the first time somebody comes over, mm-hmm. they're like, don't do that. Play it. Learn it. That way that when – your friends come over, you don't mm-hmm. run them off. Right. Of, oh, I don't really know what to do here. Yeah. Let me go to the book. Right. <laughs> 15 yeah. minutes later. Uh...
4: <laughs> right, right.
5: And, and we were trying to avoid, with that game, we were trying to avoid having to do that. I mean, we've okay. gone to game shops, and, you know, while you're sitting there waiting for people to come play test with you, you kind of see the other games that are around. Mm hmm. And we've seen so many games where, you know, they will take an hour or two to, to do, like, a turn just because they have to go back and reference rule books and everything for, like, I mean, even down to the dice or, like, where they are on the board and everything. We want to avoid that. I think the rule is actually just one two-sided piece of paper.
3: Oh, wow. So.
4: Yeah, I ended up, because just the straight rules of how to play, it's a paragraph. If that, yeah. half a page of just like a couple bullet points. Yeah. Now, I'm not a wordsmith. I probably need some somebody with better wording knowledge than me to look at it and, and write it better.
5: Yeah, you'll we'll need creative writing, yeah. obviously. I
4: have a tendency to get very wordy with my instructions. And most of the time, people are like, you don't need all this. You can infer a lot of, a lot of situations. And I'm sitting here like trying to like, but...
5: Yeah, we're both science majors, so we tend to be very wordy or technical. Mm-hmm. So we really try to avoid that with the rules because, like, you're playing with people that, you know, they want to have a good time. They don't want to have to be learning, like, learning, learning. Right. So
4: Yeah, and that was the idea, you know, really simple rules. In fact, when people come up to me at game shops or conventions, and the first thing almost everybody asks me is, cause "I'm like, hey, you want to play test the game? It looks like you're interested. Yeah, but uh, how long does it take? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, it could take ten minutes. It could take forty. But here's the thing: I can teach it to you in less than five minutes. And if you got a bounce, that's fine. No hard feelings. But I can teach it to you instantly. And most of the time, people just stick around for multiple games, usually to play it. But it's so it's so easy to learn. I we just want it to be. You don't have to think about the rules. Yeah. All you think about is your strategy and your moves and the other players because you get four players on the board, man. Your mind is starting to be pretty occupied with what everybody else is doing. So we we don't want a bunch of rule re- rule references or exceptions to the rules. Right. I hate exceptions to the rule. Yeah, and having to refer back to the
3: book yeah. or the rule sheet, mm-hmm. whatever, it takes you out of that game. It too, does because right. now you're like, okay, well, where was I at? Yeah. What was I about to do? I was about to sink his ship.
4: Right. And now I don't remember how. <laughs> exactly. And you know, actually, to me, a big experience when it comes to games is being absorbed into it. Mm-hmm. So, what, and, and that kind of goes back to me doing like the canvas printing and all is the idea of the game, if you don't mind me telling you kind of what kind of drew the idea in, is uh, what I actually first saw it, it was. Um, when I was watching Game of Thrones and they're at Dragonstone and they have this big war map out there with these large kind of tower like pieces that represent the different houses and you know where they're positioned at in the land Mm -hmm. and but you see that a lot in a lot of fantasy war games and movies and I'm like you know that almost looks like it could be a game like a war game with a map and the pieces that you move around so to me it was really important that when players play it they feel like there's this experience that they're a commander of an army or a general and they're moving those pieces around on a war map you know and you can imagine like you know your orders being sent to the field like hey move here attack here defend here so that to me you you don't want to go back to rules and keep referring to rules every time you just want to be in that moment play that game focus on it and get an experience out of it and i think that's to me the games that i like the most yeah. Yeah. I agree. Yeah.
5: Yeah, I mean, you said it pretty much perfectly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
4: well, probably not. I probably stumbled through it a lot. But... No, 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 no. no. <laughs> <laughs> you, you pretty much nailed it. Yeah. Well, cool. Well, I guess um
3: I guess we'll end this here, guys. Thank you again oh, for sure. coming out and doing the interview and I guess we're
4: going to play board game and Be S- Nerds. Sweet. That's Sounds awesome, be, man. That's what I do best. All right, well, we really appreciate it though. Yeah. Thank appreciate me. the time. Anytime.
1: Wicked smile. Wait for the night. <laughs> we <laughs>